Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Diamonds in the Rough podcast. I'm John DeAngelis. I'm joined by Nate Quinn, my friend from college, and Tyler Cannon, who is Nate's friend. Um, today, we're going to talk fantasy football. It's that time of year. I personally, and you guys probably agree, don't want to give too much of your secrets because we got those drafts coming up and we don't want any of our opponents to see this and go, oh, you know, it's actually a good idea. Maybe I'll look for them. Um, but we'll give some tips. I'd like to think we're all pretty good at fantasy football. I feel like we all kind of finish in that top four area, which is, uh, you know, which means you're pretty good. I think I'd like to honestly think we're just as qualified, if not more than Matthew Berry. I know I'm throwing shots, but one year he picked uh, David Johnson in that ESPN draft. And that was a very bad pick, but yeah. And then he would have made Mike Vick is the number one overall player, I think, one year. So uh, yeah. yeah, so don't always listen to the experts, but listen. Yeah, I, think, I think this will be some good content and some advice you'll actually like, and it could help you win some money. So we'll take a share of that. But uh, first question, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot over to Nate. Is just what what's your what's your strategy? What are some key things you try to do when drafting your team? Yeah, so drafting, I, I definitely – I usually try to wait on a quarterback. I think that's my my number one strategy for sure because I feel like if you load up those wide receivers, running backs earlier, and then you get that, you know, stud uh, quarterback at the end of the draft like Josh Allen a couple years ago, Lamar Jackson a few years ago, they're all later round picks, and I think that that really brings that value. But – Obviously, then you got to actually pick the right guy, and that can sometimes be hard. So, you know, I try to go not too late, but, you know, definitely the, the guys that, you know, right now I'm looking like Aaron Rodgers is a, definitely a value this year, I think. I mean, he's he's been the back-to-back MVP, you know. He's going 12th, 13th round, so I think that's a, that's a guy that's uh, definitely going to uh, – see a value uh later in the year for sure and then honestly i like to load up on running backs early because i I mean especially me and ty play in standard league uh i know that's you know frowned upon in today's uh fantasy world but uh you know i i think definitely getting those early running backs i think that sets up your team to have you know more balance uh throughout so yeah i think those are two of my bigger strategies for sure all right, Ty, you want to give your thoughts and then I can give mine. Yeah. So I'm actually in a bit of a, a rebuilding year in terms of my, uh, my draft strategy. Um, had a couple, a couple tough years, the last couple years uh, with, you know, first round picks, not really panning out. Um, and so I've kind of seen that, you know, you need to nail your first round pick. I I'm, I'm the third pick. You need to nail your first round pick. That's huge. Uh, if you're getting a dud in the first round, I mean, there's not, there's, you just don't have a whole lot of production to make up for it behind that. Um, but in years past, I've definitely been someone who prioritizes depth. Um, and like Nate said, like uh, Nate said, loading up on like wide receivers and running backs, you know, those guys probably have more value than anyone else in the league, any other position. Um, and then I've also um, thought that if you're able to load up on those guys, um, you kind of have an interchangeable lineup. Um, and so, which is good and bad. Um, it can go both ways because you might be starting the wrong guys, um, you know, week to week. If you don't know who to start, if you've got, you know, too much depth, too many mouths to feed. Um, it's like, you know, sports in real life, too many, too many mouths to feed is, is tough. 
Um, but uh, I think this year I'm going to change it up a little bit. Um, you know, I guess having guys you can rely on to start and give you production each week rather than having guys you think you can bring off the bench more often is, uh, is important too, because obviously, you know, you're going to need those bench guys for one week, you know, disregarding injuries, um, for one week when they have, when your star players have the buy, but other than that, you know, really they're all for trade bait and, you know, depth. Um, so I think, I think it's okay to be top heavy in terms of your, your starters and, uh, and your bench guys. Um, and so I, that's something I'm going to, I think I'm going to give a shot this year. So, yeah. All right. Um, a few thoughts from me. Uh, I would say you're going to want to have a balance of your, I guarantee he's going to play and be solid. And then your boomer bus guys, because you see some teams that they're just all boomer bus guys. And then they complain when five guys are hurt. It's like, you drafted your team like that. You know, I, I can't, you know, occasionally you have some sympathy if it's like, you know, the, the year Saquon towards ACL in the first year. And there's always going to be a running back like that. Right? I know Nate last year took JK Dobbins. <laughs> Um, Gus Edwards actually. So it, oh, Gus Edwards, thing, but, my bad. but um, <laughs> it was after the Dobbins injury, so Gus exactly, was supposed yeah. to be the guy. But right. um, so you want to have a mix because if you just have guys you can rely on, you're not going to beat a team if they have like you know Derrick Henry, who could probably get three TDs whenever he wants, right? Um, Nate said the QB thing. I agree to an extent. I think you need a middle, like you need to draft him in the middle. You can't wait too long because if your QB can only give you 15, you're going to lose probably, honestly. And then my final thought is don't be afraid to just go the best available, even if it's not a position you need. The year I can cite this, I think it was in the league with Nate. I did it in every league, actually. I drafted this guy, and it was a good year to draft him. I drafted MVP Lamar Jackson because he was going late. One year I drafted Carson Wentz, and I wrapped around and took Lamar Jackson. And that definitely won me the league because if I didn't have them, <laughs> I think Carson Wentz is getting me the points. So <laughs> just because it's a position you have um, or, you know, whatever, don't be afraid to draft the guy. Even if you have one running back, two wideouts, but a guy that got went way too low is there. Don't be afraid to take the wideout. You need a flex anyway. So those are my tips. Um, yeah. I think uh, the first thing you said, uh, basically uh, loading up or trying to get all of, like the, the injury guys. I've definitely, or, I mean, who knows who's going to get injured every year, but like the boomer bust guys, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I'm trying to definitely stay away from all the injury injury. Uh, you know, a lot of times guys are coming back from injuries or maybe they got hurt in training camp, and then you know they see their ADP go down, and it's like, oh, you could get them at a value. I think that's kind of something I've fallen into before. And I definitely, I don't know if I, I've, I've gotten bit a lot in the past from that. Uh, so I don't really know if, I think it's it, definitely sometimes that can be a good uh, strategy, but I think definitely beware to, uh, you know, not always buy that injury dip in, uh, in ADP. And, you know, like you said, just take the best available guy that you see. And, yeah. And, it, and you know, one more thing, one more thing to put to that, like those boomer bus guys, like they could win you a championship. A boomer bus guy can be the difference. Yeah. So. I think it's important to take some, 
just mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta be mindful like just for instance last year one that benefited me because this guy was hurt like every year he played and he got injured a bit but mike williams great pick for me mm-hmm. you know he was later in the draft because everyone's like he always gets hurt and i kind of just had a hunch because i'm like he's in a contract year that's another thing to look out for if they're in a contract year they're really going to try to play well yeah, <laughs> um, but um i knew that was happening I was like, he's going to be the wide receiver too. I love Herbert and that system. And it, it ended up working out. It's just don't, for instance, pick Mike Williams as like a boomer bus guy and then be like, oh, actually though, there's another guy that maybe he could, you know, splash or you get hurt. Like you don't want to do too many of them. You just need to be yeah, mindful. You got to have that balance for sure. Yeah. But I think next thing we'll do is just pick each person and we'll just say a couple and underrated players and talk about them. So I'll, I'll mention one uh, for the table. And this is obviously by where they're projected. Mm-hmm. So one guy I noticed that was kind of alarming to me was Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. Cause he's being projected around like Javante Williams and Leonard Fournette and James Connor. Mm-hmm. And I definitely get it. Cause he was very inconsistent last year. And there's AJ Dillon behind him, but I look at it and I go, Rogers literally doesn't have anyone to throw to, and he can catch the ball. Now I play PPR, so obviously I take that into more of an account. You guys play standard, but still, he can rack up yards along with those receptions. And I just think his usage, although it's not going to be as high, I think his opportunities will be high. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think even like we don't play PPR, but I think. A lot of times in the red zone, Aaron Rodgers looks to Aaron Jones because he he trusts him. He's he's a great pass catcher out of the backfield. So I think even those touchdowns, like you said, those yards, I think I think Aaron Jones, I think he's going to be a real, real good player this year. And especially with where he's getting drafted, like if you can get him at the back of the second round, like early third, like that's that's a steal, I think. Win you it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nate, do you have a guy you want to? Yeah, I think uh, so. Diff- I think I'm going to go uh, tight end here. I think one of the most underrated values in all of fantasy, I think, is Dalton Schultz. I think. I think with the loss of Amari Cooper, you see Michael Gallup uh, is come coming back from the ACL. Uh, Cedric or they lost Cedric Wilson. Uh, Malik, I forget Malik, whatever his first name was, you know, I think he's such a valuable guy. And you saw last year, Dak always looked for him whenever he needed that safety blanket. And I think, again, you're talking about the contract, you guys, he's in a contract year, they franchise tagging. So he's going to be looking to make that big breakout season. So someone will give him that bag next season. So I think, I think he's, definitely very underrated with where he's going he's below some guys that I think he should be ahead of it especially a tight end and if you can get one of those guys at tight end same same thing with quarterback you know I, I think it's such a valuable position to have a positional advantage at so you know Dalton Schultz I think I think he's one of the most underrated guys for sure especially for tight end yeah for me I'm gonna go with a wide receiver um I think Chris Godwin is being very disrespected. Um, obviously, they just brought in Julio Jones, uh, the Bucks. Um, 
you have an, you know, an interesting situation going on, on with Tom Brady. Obviously, I don't think that's going to carry over in the season. Um, but when you look at Chris Godwin, when he's healthy, he is the guy. He is the guy on that offense. He is absolutely the guy on the Bucks offense. Mike, Mike Evans is great, uh, but Mike Evans is mainly a deep threat. And you look at health concerns with, with Mike Evans too. I mean, he's had a few seasons in a row now where he's missed a few games. Um, so I think Chris Godwin was well, ADP somewhere sixth, seventh round. He could, he could be a, a top 10 receiver in the league, I think. Yeah, definitely. I think he's got to – hopefully he comes back uh, good good enough off the ACL. But, I mean, it, it, yeah, like you're saying, it, if, if he continues to play the way he's played the past few years with Tom Brady, like, you, you can see they have that connection. So, I think, I think that's a great one. That's yep. another guy on the franchise tag, I believe. So, right, I like yeah. both of those. Just going off the, the tight end thing, I think there's a couple of guys that – you're looking at a late tight end, you know, or even just go have him as the backup. I think last year it was very much you had your top three guys and then Andrews snuck in there, right? I don't think Andrews was talked about as, you know, one of those guys he ended up being the best tight end. But um, I think it's it's a lot deeper this year. Guys I look at as well are Cole Komet because he's going to have a lot of opportunity because the Bears receiving crew is not good and young quarterbacks tend to throw to the tight ends as a bit of a safety net. And I also think there's going to be a bounce back from Johnny Smith, the Patriots. There's been good things out of camp. And I think um, the offense is changing a bit to be tailored more to the weapons they have. Um, Another guy that I want to mention is uh, Deontay Johnson. Mm -hmm. I thought, because I saw his average draft position, the guys who's being, Around, I would not consider to be like him. I mean, I think he had 100-plus catches with Ben Roethlisberger, and you could see at the end there, he was not looking good. And I I know there's definitely some Trubisky hate. Uh, I think I'm a fan of Trubisky. (laughs) I think he has a chance. I think, you know, Buffalo, he probably learned a lot. And in the games he went in as like a replacement, he did very well. And um, I don't want to mention like preseason, but he was good in those two. Um, so I think it's a better situation for him. And I think Pittsburgh's getting that really good receiving core back and he's still the best guy there. And he's, he bailed out Ben a lot. I think he'll bail out Trubisky a good amount. Um, and that's also a guy I just think is steady, right. you know, his bad weeks are 10 points and, you know, 10 points is not bad. So the target monster. Exactly. And that's, yeah. that's what I like to look for because the guys around him aren't getting the targets like that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Agreed. I, I actually want to go off uh, one of the, one of the ones you mentioned kind of, you mentioned Cole Komet. Yep. I think, I think another guy in that offense that's being underrated for sure is Darnell Mooney. I think, I think he's one of the most talented wide receivers in the league. And obviously Bears offense is not good. But no. I, I I think him and Cole Komet are going to be the two guys that are going to – it's going to be a two-man show in that offense. And I think I, I think Darnell Mooney has the skills to get open downfield. Obviously, Justin Fields, said he's had some struggles with the deep ball so far, but I think that's one of his best skills is getting open 
or hitting the guys that are open downfield. And even Mooney, you saw him last year with that, that screen pass he took to the house. You know, he's he's got the speed. He can he can get in open space and really just burn those guys. So I, I think he's definitely one of those guys that – because you always try to look for, like, the number one receivers for any team, yeah. even if it's a bad offense, you know, just to get up <laughs> – gobble up those targets uh grab grab those touchdowns because there's not there's not going to be a lot of other guys that are uh getting touches and targets in that offense so i think he's going to be a steal for sure one one guy who i i haven't been hearing about at all and has kind of been on my mind i have not heard about him at all and i'm kind of surprised is christian kirk you, you know 84 million dollar man this this could be this could be i mean trevor lawrence if he's going to be the generational superstar that he's supposed to be christian kirk would probably be the main beneficiary from that um is a guy who can you know make big downfield uh you know downfield plays and trevor lawrence has a hell of an arm um and so I think I think he's definitely someone to watch. I think it'll be someone to watch in that offense. If that offense can come to life somehow um, with Doug Peterson, who is you know an offensive genius, um, then I think Christian Kirk could have a breakout. So I was planning to talk about some boomer bust guys, and I have both Kirk and Lawrence. And you, you know, I have a tough time. I'm a Lawrence fan. I thought he's a generational prospect. I truly believed in everything. Urban Meyer is bad. Okay. I don't, I want to give, throw a mulligan. I want to throw a mulligan to Lawrence, even though um, I have some debates with people on him. Um, I want to see what he does this year and I'm expecting big improvements. And I think the whole reason Kirk isn't talked about is because he's just talked about in a negative light. People hear Christian Kirk and they go $21 million. That's an overpay. Yes, but let's not ignore the fact that he was one of the most consistent receivers last year for Arizona. Um, and, you know, the more opportunity he got, the better he played, and he's going to be the lead wide receiver on that team, a team that, whether you like them or not, have weapons, right? They have James Robinson, ETN, him, uh, Ingram. They signed Zay Jones as well. Um, they have weapons and they're trying to build something. And I think Lawrence is going to be looking to Kirk a lot. So although they have weapons, Kirk's the guy he's probably favoring unless it's his buddy ETN who he played at college with. Um, so both of those guys I had as like boomer bust um, as guys that, you know, maybe they could win you something. And Lawrence is going to go really late. So if you want to take a shot at a, a backup quarterback, you're like, I'm cool with my quarterback, but I feel like I could improve. And this is the only guy here. I think I can improve. It's a long shot, but see, who knows? Maybe he has one of those years. Maybe he's like Lamar Jackson where I'm not going to say MVP, but he just takes off. Yeah. And I think this is a different system, different coach, obviously, but I I think it's, it's kind of similar to the Adam Gase uh, effect that you saw. Yep. And like guys like Devontae Parker, Ryan Tannehill, ton, ton of those guys, you know, when, once they get out of that truly bad system with the, there's a bad, bad head coach, you, you see these guys, they finally get the opportunity. They feel like they're free and there you go. They're, they just hit the ground running and never look back. So definitely. And one more thing. 
that I just remembered. Doug Peterson made Carson Wentz an MVP. Uh, Ty, you were thinking the same thing. I, I just <laughs> once you brought up Adam Gase, it was like, well, Doug Peterson did this. Um, so yeah. you know, if there's ever a time to I think benefit from a bad season, it's just Jaguars players. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's those are the guys that can surprise you, right? I think there's always just a team where you're like, oh, there's actually like some guys that can benefit me in fantasy that I was not expecting. I also think the Patriots are going to be a team like that because everyone's like, I don't want to take any Patriots players because there's so many of them and it's tough to predict and all that. But I, you know, the way I look at it, I'm like, Jacoby Myers is a reliable 10 and could be more. One of the safest picks. Yeah, he's like a very safe pick, especially where you're going to pick him at. Yep. Um, but I think I think we, we talked about some some good players. I don't want to say too many, and you guys probably don't want to say too many. Uh, so we'll go we'll go some overrated players, uh, and I'll start. And this is definitely going to be a hot take. Okay, but I'm saying Devontae Adams, and here's why: there is no way he can have a better season than those Packers years. There is no way Derek Carr is not better than Rodgers. And even if he was, the committee around him is much better than in Green Bay. If you're looking at Devontae Adams, I don't see a way that he can have a better season than those Packers years. And I feel like people are drafting him like he will. The one thing I'll say is he is very healthy. So he's not necessarily a bad pick. Um, it's just, I, I know people are talking about top five for him or drafting him over Cooper Cup or Justin Jefferson. And I just think that's a little crazy. Um, I don't know. You guys can say what you want about that. Obviously I I think it's one of these things. It's kind of like another similar, I don't know if Ty's not, I know Ty likes Nick Chubb, so he probably wouldn't say it, but it's like, there's these guys that there's these guys that are so good in the NFL, but it's just like, sometimes it doesn't translate to fantasy. And I, I think all of us would agree if Devontae is not the best wide receiver in the NFL, he's top three for sure. So it's like, oh, yeah, it, it's like, you know, Derek, for Devontae Adams in his Packers years, he relied so heavily on touchdowns. And Derek Carr just hasn't been one of those guys that throws 35, 40 touchdowns a year. So it's like, you know, he, he, I, I just don't, I, I don't see how. Like you said, I agree. I don't see how Devontae can repeat like last year or any of those pack, Packers, year for, Packers years, really. So, yeah. A guy for me. A guy for me. A different guy. I, I think I agree with you, John. Um, oh, okay. I'm surprised we got we got some agreement on that one. Yeah, no, no I, 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 agree. I agree with like you. Like you said, I don't think it's a bad pick, but it's like it, – It's just – when he was on the Packers, like oh, Rogers looking at him every time because it's him or Lazard or Tanya. It's, it's it's only logical. It's only logical to think that his production is going to go down based on what's around him now. Like yeah. that's the only logical thought. I mean, he's with Maybe. Renfro and Waller. Skill wise, skill wise, he is probably the best receiver in the NFL. But in terms of value for fantasy, he's he's going to be overrated and he's going to get overdrafted. I think too. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but who's the guy you're thinking, Ty? I was thinking, and this is also going to be a really hot take. Um, I think Austin Eckler is is pretty overrated. I mean, you look at his season last Damn. year, 
it's it's one of the one of the the best receiving seasons of running backs had in a long time, right? I agree. Um, but there's got to be some touchdown regression. There has to be. There's no way. There's no way he's scoring that many touchdowns again. There's just no way. And that that was a big part of his game was touchdowns. Was getting touchdowns. And you never know. I mean, this Matthew Stafford elbow thing is looking weird. Cam Akers is is there. We're not not sure what he's going to do, but he's there. Um, so I think there's going to be a team. wrong 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 LA team. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking the Rams, aren't I? <laughs> I, I was like, wait. No, what are sorry. we going with this? <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no. They're looking but, uh, at a uh... wrong wrong blue wrong blue and yellow. Yeah. Where's their backup? They did. They did Spiller, right? the guy, Isaiah Spiller. Oh, Spiller. Spiller. Spiller, Isaiah Spiller, Isaiah Spiller, right? Right. Excuse me. Um, I'm I'm also hearing a lot of good things about Isaiah Spiller too. Um, yeah. out of, out of, like out of camp reports and stuff. Uh, so I think I think Austin Eckler, out of you know the top five backs last year, I think there's a good chance he might be one of the most disappointing this year. So. No, no. So just real quick, are you telling me I should have kept Mark Andrews instead of Austin Eckler for my dynasty team? No. I don't No, you, I don't you still that. okay. Yeah. So yeah, um, I, I kind of agree a little with Ty for sure. I still think he's worthy of a back of the first, like early second round pick, but like like you said, it's just the touchdown regression, <laughs> it happens every year. Like the guys that have the the 20 touchdowns. It's it's impossible to repeat it. So yeah. unless you're Ladanian Tomlinson, maybe exactly. Yeah. Hey, Chargers, you never know. I do need to keep in mind I play PPR, so understanding you guys right, play standard, right. I can I can get it's it. Much more valuable in your league than. You oh play. yeah, and PPR, I, I that's why I think I was so thrown back by it. But but I get it. I mean, the way I look at it though is his usage is still up there. He's a pretty durable guy. Now he is. He was, he was always hurt before, but now it, I think he's a pretty durable guy, and he gets the pass catching. Um, yeah. The Chargers, trying to think, who did they add anyone offensively? It was just defense, right? Oh, uh, no. They got Gerald Everett at tight end, but I don't think that's really too big. Yeah, to so like I, I think the offense wasn't the issue, and it's going to be more of the same. So. The only the only thing I can see decreasing uh, his value because I still think you go to Eckler towards the red zone, but um, yeah. is maybe they go, yo, Herbert's getting better. We need to throw more. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that case, I can also go. Well, Eckler's still going to be out there to help, you know. But yeah. um, I can definitely get it from a point of like, oh, he's top five. But I will say, like, I don't know a running back I would take out of like put in the top five that he's not in. Right. Cause I think at that spot, you're looking at like Joe Mixon who I still don't buy it. <laughs> I still don't buy the Joe Mixon stuff. All right. All I, he, over the Joe Mixon stuff. He had his, he had his year. He's still that guy in the third round. I don't want to take <laughs> really again. The third round. I look to me, the Bengals are looking and they're like, we increased our offensive line. That's even more time for Joe Burrow. And we have Chase and Higgins um, and Boyd. Like, I think they're going to start throwing more, truthfully. That makes sense. And especially, 
I don't know if you've had Joe Mixon in the past, but I, I yep. had him and he burns you, man. <laughs> he burns you exactly. Burns you. Burned me too. I I I had him his rookie year and his second year, and both years I was like, all right, it's Joe Mixon's time. He's breaking out. See, the one year he didn't destroy me was because I had MVP Lamar Jackson and Derrick Henry, and it was just like it didn't matter. He he could yeah. be on the bench and it was fine. But <laughs> I I also look at. So this is like when you're getting real advanced into fantasy and you guys agree his division, those front sevens, they're tough. Yeah. And I know he's a pass catching back. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not buying the Joe Mixon stuff. I, cause he's an RB six now. All over. I'd honestly look all at Aaron over. Jones over him. Truthfully. I'm all over. I'm all over Joe Mixon. Would uh, you rather him or Eckler? Uh, probably Eckler. Okay. Okay. Me and Ty were talking think, yesterday. He was thinking. You still thinking of him at three? Joe well, Mixon? I'm really. I'm. I'm. You're really thinking Najee, aren't you? At the at the at the start of you know when when people started drafting, Christian McCaffrey was three four around three four, and I'm seeing him starting to go second and first and a lot more drafts. His his draft stock is going up. Um, for a while, I was pretty comfortable and confident that I was going to get Christian McCaffrey at three. Cause that's who I was going to take. You know, you think, I mean, at the start of the draft, you're thinking Jonathan Taylor first, either Derek Henry or um, Austin Eckler second, and then Christian McCaffrey's left. Um, and so I was thinking that I was probably going to be able to grab him. I don't know how I feel about Derek Henry. Oh, Ty, don't. <laughs> Don't make a don't, stupid I mistake, man. I don't you know. got, you I, got your savior. You got the king. I don't know. I, an age 28 no, season. Ty, after please overthink days. it. Overthink it, Ty. So he calls Nate, are you at four? I'm at five. But if, if you can make it to five. 28 and his usage is ridiculous. Dude, he's an animal. He is. He, he's a, he is he's different. He's got that dominant. Nate, know, Nate knows. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Titans fan after the Pats, so – He's the king, not yeah. LeBron James. Derrick Henry's the king, all right? That's your king. Let's get That's it straight, king. all right? My king. <laughs> He'll have a bad game with two touchdowns, man. Don't, don't, don't be silly. Their wide receivers are worse. Tannehill still can't throw. We're giving it to Henry. They don't have Dante Foreman to take reps anymore. It's Derrick Henry. True. You're not wrong. We, we, we can't be stupid here, Ty. I'm rooting for you, you know? I, I, you boys need to be in the finals for me. I think I, I, you we need to... <laughs> I think Joe Mixon can break out again. I, oh, if man. he's healthy, I think he can break out again. Yeah, you know, that's John, I was, I was thinking when you introed us saying we were pros and good. I mean, I think we are, but uh, you, you brought two out of the three of the kids in our league <laughs> that haven't won the championship yet. So. Damn, hopefully, all right. So if you want to send me your they... friend's numbers, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, this hey, year, you to say that. Hey, hey got to be honest. Got to be yeah, honest. Hey, that's fair. I, I, to be fair, I think um, the issue with Nate specifically, because I've only known Ty for like two weeks now, is, <laughs> is Nate knows too much about football that he doesn't think how the other people are going to think. Right? For instance, because you hate uh, Zach Taylor. <laughs> right because yeah, of he didn't give joe mix the ball or whatever right is that it no so he was the reason day to day yeah so the reason i hate zach taylor i made a trade i traded 
it was like Antonio Gibson, Tyre, it was his, Antonio Gibson's rookie year when he was good. Yeah. Uh, and Tyreek Hill, a couple other guys for the, the main pieces are Joe Mixon and uh, Josh Jacobs. Yeah, Josh Jacobs. And the only reason that I went through with the trade, I looked at Joe Mixon's like thing on the fantasy app and said, Zach Taylor says Joe Mixon is day to day. Not only did he not play in a game for the rest of the season, he didn't practice for the rest of the season. So Zach Taylor's a piece of shit. That's all I got to say. Okay, that that's fair. I thought it was something else. But my point is, I feel like maybe ties a bit of this, but Nate definitely has this where he knows football too much that he overthinks stuff rather than make it simple. Ty, I think you have it just because you don't want Henry at three, which is mind-blowing to me. <laughs> but uh, Nate will definitely be like – oh, this guy should be getting tons of targets. And it's like, you're not thinking how the idiot coach thinks or how the trash quarterback thinks, right? Right. Because um, right. I definitely had a bit of that. I took Allen Robinson. <laughs> and that was a tough one. Yeah. Um, what about, was, what about my, my whole thing was it got to Allen Robinson. I was like, I want a guy who's steady. And just yeah. give me 15. And I, I, I was like, that's the guy. And you just couldn't do it. And um, I've fallen into the Allen Robinson trap a couple of years, actually. It, it was because that the QB situation was just so bad that, you know, he's trying to get fancy with it. And it's like, who knows how long you'll be on the team Extend it by throwing to the guy. Like, that's what you think. But, you know, also Matt Bears coaching is just Idiot garbage. Yeah. Bears. And I don't know about this. Who they who they hire? Um, Eber Flus. The there were some from, bad uh, hires. Yeah, it's it like real bad hires. Yeah. Like you think you want an offensive guy to develop Justin Fields, and then they get the DC from uh, you know. Colts, I think it was. I'm gonna take a shot at Mike. This is why it baffles me, Mike. I hope you're listening. This is why it baffles <laughs> me when this man's like, "Do you think Belichick's on the outs? Who are we gonna hire <laughs> if it's not Belichick? Like, what do you want exactly?" He could go 0 and 17 and he's still my coach. All right. Just shut up. <laughs> yeah. Enough for the Bill Belichick hot There's seat. No that, slander that on that Bill Belichick. Terrifying the, to think about. It's he terrifying to think about. Took one year of rebuilding and they made the playoffs and we have the QB of the future. That is an absurd rebuild that no one wanted to talk about. He doesn't get yeah. credit. But anyway, uh, do we. Hmm. I see. got another overrated guy if you want to talk about let that. me Let me say one real quick, mainly because this guy's on my bad side, and it's A.J. Brown. <laughs> Not a fan <laughs> of A.J. Brown because yeah. of, uh, you know, and he, he did the, he did a stupid tweet of like, oh, everyone hates me because I want my money, but all the other guys in my draft got money. I don't care, man. <laughs> all right, I don't, I don't care. You're not worth 25 a year. You play about 10 games, all right, and you show up for about seven of them. The other three, you get one reception, maybe. Don't draft A.J. Brown. He's playing with a trash QB. Don't care what anyone says. Hurts is trash. If you look at it, he has the highest percentage of missed throws. Okay? He's not a great QB. Fantasy QB. I don't don't think he's great. Fantasy QB, good QB. Actual QB, not. (laughs) At all. And. Not no, I don't think no, he's very I think good. I, I put him bottom, like twenty might be his height as far as ranking QBs. And part of it is because you know 
I was being told the Pats should take Jalen Hurts. That'd be a great pick for them. So forever, I'm, I'm, you know, I might slander Jalen Hurts a bit. <laughs> hey, it's fair, you know. I get it. You know, um, well, back to AJ Brown. Back to AJ. Back, back to AJ Brown. <laughs> yeah, we, we got you railed there. I, I will say though, I don't think he got a worse QB because I think Tannehill's garbage too. But <laughs> yeah, um, we can agree on that. Yeah. You're you're not gonna get the games you want from AJ Brown. The games right? He's an amazing play. player. Yeah. I think if he played all the time, he's top ten. But he doesn't. He always has his little injuries. Honestly, I think it might be he's too ripped. <laughs> doesn't have enough fat to take hits or something. Um, but yeah, that's he's a guy I think is gonna go too high. He's he's definitely one of those name brands. You know, you got that name brand effect with AJ Brown. Where yeah. his his name has a lot more value than himself mm-hmm. as a fantasy player. Um, not trying to take a shot at his character, but, but uh, I don't know him personally. But uh, um, <laughs> but no, I, I I would agree with that. Um, AJ Brown is not someone I plan on drafting. Um, I'm actually planning on staying away from him. Um, I have a hard time seeing really anything anyone picking up a whole lot of steam in that offense uh, for fantasy. Devonte Smith could go off. Um, but yeah. I think he's, I think, I mean, a rookie year, like in that offense, I just don't, I don't, nothing about that offense excites me really. I think, I think that's another thing about AJ Brown. We're forgetting about the Devontae Smith. Like he had the best rookie, uh, Eagles, like receiving season of all time. Like he's not going anywhere. Dallas Goddard's not going anywhere. They got the running backs. I mean, they can catch the passes even too, you know. I think it's just a little too crowded, and I do it. I, I, I think trash is a stretch for Jalen Hurts, but he's not a great quarterback, so for sure. So I get it for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely lower on Hurts than other guys. I, I understand that. I just am like, I he would frustrate me too much as a fantasy over if AJ Brown has a wide open 20 yard catch up the middle and Hurts just overthrows him and gets a pick or something to like the deep safety. I get but it. Yeah. Nate, say the say the final overrated guy, and then um, I wanna do just just any random guy, whether it's a boomer bust or keep an eye on this guy, or whatever. Yeah, so I think I think another overrated guy that he and this this kind of falls into the Nick Chubb, Devonte Adams. That they're, they're great at real football, but they're not great at fantasy football. Uh, he has who he has been. I'll just say it, George Kittle. He has been great mm-hmm. at fantasy in the past, but I think they rely so much on his blocking that he doesn't go out for routes as much as other tight ends. He's not having as many opportunities as other tight ends. And with uh, not a rookie quarterback, but first year starter quarterback Trey Lance, it seems like. I mean, obviously Debo is Debo. He's gonna get his. It's the Debo. It looks like. Yeah, exactly. It's looking like he really likes Brandon Ayuk in training camp. So I just I, – I don't see George Kittle being a top three tight end again this year. And I just think – like I said, a guy like Dalton Schultz, I think I'd rather have him than George Kittle this year. And um, – Yeah, go for it. I'm definitely going tight end low this year. I think I lucked out last year with Andrews. I get, you know, great value with him. But – um I think you're going to see Andrews, Kels, 
Kittle. Like, if, if there's a guy at that Andrews level of last year, Waller's probably your best shot, and I don't love that. So I'm definitely looking tight end lower. Um, yeah, definitely. But um, let me see. Not a this is not a boomer boss or anything. This is just a team. I think people are forgetting the Chiefs are still going to be good. <laughs> this is a team that always produces fantasy guys. I mean, you'll see uh, Pringle will get picked up, right? And he's not a good receiver and stuff like that. It's like they always just find guys to help them. And like, just because Tyree Hill's gone, I think people are, you know not thinking the Chiefs will be a good offense or anything like that. It's like, I see Mahomes as like QB three, which baffles me. Um, you know, I think Juju is a good receiver and people are act. I think he's like wide receiver 30 or something. I just think the Chiefs offense is going to be fine. And people are overreacting with having some of them, those guys really low. Even Ronald Jones could be decent at the end um, for a backup running back. Chicho, the new, the new uh, Tyree Kill, the new hype. Who is it? Been the what, rookie. Which is what's what's going on with Miko Hardman too? Didn't, didn't I mean he's hurt? on the team? He just got uh, hurt though, right? Did he? Oh, uh, did he? I believe so. Uh, well, Sky Moore's there, and I mean, like I'm just saying, like the Chiefs take whoever the hell on their team and make him a fantasy player. Yeah, Miko Hardman. He, I'm, I think he, pretty sure he got carted off, but he has groin injury. Oh, yeah. That's so, not what you want from a runner. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that's. I, I think Nico Hardman's good for the team. I don't know if. No, not fantasy, think that, but, but too he, frustrating he could, in fantasy. He, he could, he could raise the value of other guys, like you know, right, his, his target share. You know, and, you know what? Just going off that because the Chiefs have a rookie. Don't be afraid to take rookies. <laughs> Who knows? Sky Moore could get like a thousand receiving yards because he's looks like now he's going to be the wide receiver too. I'm saying this because like the guys entering the league are at such a higher level than the other rookies. The talent in every sport is absurd. You'll see rookies scoring 20 points and outperforming LeBron now, right? Mm-hmm. You'll see receivers enter the league and get 1,200 receiving yards. Um, rookie records are being broken all the time. Um, and I, I think, you know, there's a stigma of the rookie, like give them a year or whatever. I think that applies to certain teams like the Pats system. They don't like to rush their rookies, but depending on the team, don't be afraid to take the rookie and just, just to name one more guy and then I'll be done. Keep an eye on a uh, NFL young boy, his new nickname, uh, George Pickens for the Steelers. Cause he is oh, an absolute. I thought about him when you're talking about Deontay. He is an absolute player. And the only reason he went as low as he did was injury. This is the guy I want the Pats to take instead of Thorne. Thorne looks good, so I'm not too mad. But Pickens is really good. And he's on the best team for wide receivers. So definitely keep an eye. I I would assume someone's going to draft him late, even though right now I think he's projected to be a free agent. But if he's a free agent, definitely watch out. Absolutely, yeah. And got to be one of the best nicknames in the NFL. <laughs> NFL so, young boy. It's, it's hilarious. And he lives up to it. I mean, the the draft day picture of him looking at the TV, like, like NBA. He just blocks, dude. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> block. He throws you. 
<laughs> he's a menace out there. Yeah. He's a menace, awesome. great menace. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That could, I mean, I, however small that is, that could, I mean, that could be a sign of a little bit of like explosiveness, you know, like it's, it's small, it's small. Like his blocks. But, yeah. But like, I mean, obviously he's got size and he's got strength. So, I, um, could be a good red zone target. I think what it shows more is he's not afraid. He doesn't care who's covering him. <laughs> like he, tr- he truly, I think is one of those guys who takes the field is like, I'm the best player on the field. Mm-hmm. And he's like on the sidelines, like I'm the best player. Here. That mentality is so important. It is. I mean, like, I just look at it as he is one of those guys that has it. He has the mindset that he's going to succeed in the league. I'm not saying it's going to be this year, but like next year, unless he has like a Justin Jefferson type season where his draft position is going to be absurd. <laughs> next year, I'm definitely like, this is the guy that's going to win me the title if I if he has a good value. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. But if you guys have anything else to mention, uh, go for it. I'm all I'm all set. We can talk about whatever. Uh, but I named all my things I want to name. Yeah, do we want to do some uh, keep trade cut real quick? Yeah, sure. So, so tell me this concept. Yeah, so it's like MFK. You know, I'll keep it clean. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Got you. Keep one, and then or I guess some people do start bench cut. I guess well, whatever. Whatever. Keep, keep trade. Yeah, keep trade cut. We'll, we'll do that. Uh, let's start here. I got an interesting one for running backs. I feel like all these guys are kind of similar, you know, uh, like the low volume kind of, but you know, very efficient, very very explosive, and I think any of these guys really could win your league. We got. Aaron Jones, who we already talked about, Alvin Kamara, and DeAndre Swift. All right. I'm going to start this one. Um, mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara, cut. Cut. Cutting out Alvin Kamara. Wild. Uh, I don't want him. He let me down last year. <clears throat> I don't ever uh, want him again. He's a little bitter. <laughs> I, don't, I don't ever want Alvin Kamara again. We got to the root um, of it. <laughs> Aaron Jones, I'm trading. I'm trading Aaron Jones. Um, I think A.J. Dillon – might be a force to be reckoned with this year. I think he's really underrated. I think he might uh, end up being the guy who gets goal line touches. Um, he's he's huge. I mean, he is freaking huge. He is a beast. So I think AJ Dillon is a breakout watch. And then DeAndre Swift. I mean, DeAndre Swift has the possibility of being a, a top five running back. So that offense isn't great, obviously, but by all accounts like he is the he is the featured player in in that offense and most of the time whether an offense is good or not their featured player is is good for fantasy so they may be playing behind from behind a lot um good point, good point. Catcher, good pass catcher so even yes, exactly exactly that, that's what i was going to say next um but he can catch the pass i mean jamal williams is gonna you know bite a couple carries a couple receptions, but that's not something to be worried about. Um, so, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm keeping um, DeAndre Swift. I'm uh, trading Aaron Jones, and I'm cutting the hell out of Alvin Kamara. Kamara's not getting suspended, right? I think they said that. No, he's not. So Yeah, it doesn't look like it. Um, I'm going to, like, completely zag your take there, Ty. <laughs> 
I am cutting uh, Swift, and the reason is I just think the Lions, the direction does not seem to be the run game. They drafted a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. They have Hawkinson and St. Brown. So, like, to me, that's like a they're going pass. And uh, I think their O-line's better than you'd think. I mean, they, they drafted Sewell. They have that center who's very good. I think he's coming back. And also Jamal Williams is a very capable backup. And sometimes he'll take touchdowns from Swift. So I definitely, there's a, the possibility of Swift is definitely something you can love because he's a baller. I think he's great. And like he, you got so much swag, man. He is the definition, as I was saying earlier, he should have the highest usage rate of any running back, I think. I don't think he will, though. <laughs> That's what I mean by, like, the, I think, like, sometimes you know football too much where you're like, I just, like, why would you not? And I just, Dan Campbell's different, man. Love him as a coach, though. <laughs> Give me some more Campbell every week. I'm going to – it's actually really tough. I'm going to trade Jones because I agree. Dylan's a monster. And I'm keeping Kamara. And my thought with Kamara is I don't think he's going to have another bad year. And Michael Thomas is coming back. They drafted Chris Olave. That's going to spread the field a lot for him. And if Winston does play, I think Winston's a very capable quarterback. I think he kind of got screwed with like Taysom Hill's the cornerback and he's just not good. And everyone thinks they're going to run because Taysom Hill's the quarterback and they're in a shotgun situation. So I think he didn't get lucky with that. And the one thing that worries me about the Kamara thing is there's not a lot of dump offs to him. Winston and Hill are not those types of quarterbacks. We'll just make the smart play and dump it off to Kamara and let him do his thing. But I like the idea that they have two very good receivers on the team now. Um, that's so completely opposite of Ty. <laughs> hey, that's that's what that, that's 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 why we play the game, I guess. <laughs> I hate to do it to you, Ty, but I'm gonna completely agree with John. I think I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Keep, I mean, it's more of a personal thing for me. And that makes sense. I get it. Oh, but but that's why, like, so that was clearly a good question because we were able to have an argument and a disagreement. So, like, props to Nate. Exactly. Shout out, Nate. That was that was going. And I I think, like you said, your your thing's a personal thing. My thing's a personal thing too because I had Kamara the year before. Didn't have him in the championship, unfortunately, but he was a beast. <laughs> so I love him. Yes. Yeah, so you know who I want back? I want Reggie Bush back. Reggie Bush <laughs> had a stellar year for me years ago, and it's never been the same since I lost Reggie Bush. And then <laughs> Dan, took year, and that, you took him the next year, right? I think so. Yeah, I think I, I definitely had it. Yeah. Yeah. No, you took him the year after I had him, and he was a stud. Yep. No. That, that, that was the year I believe I had him when I beat you by 72 points. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I still have the screenshot on my Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. I was standard. That's rough. My, my most embarrassed, embarrassing mention ever. Yeah. I feel like Ty's I, just getting attacked on this podcast. It is really hey, just, you know, always. <laughs> Roger Williams versus the world, you know? <laughs> That's a hey, terrible roll thing. Roll Dukes. Roll Dukes. Um, Nate, how many, how many you got left? I got. Do we want to do one more? I, I got. Yeah, one more. One more is good. One more is good. Your All favorite right. one. All right, let's, let's. That was a good one, though. It I was a very it. good one because I, I actually had to think about that one. Yeah. All right. Let's see. I think I got a good one for wide receivers. Uh, okay. 
So these are like sec late second, mid third, late third kind of guys. We got Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, and CeeDee Lamb. Okay. I don't even know yet. Hang on. I have I have it's this awesome. is this is another really, really good one, Nathan. Jeez, Nate. I have, I have <laughs> no idea what to expect out of Tyreek Hill. No idea. Um, I don't like Tua. I don't think he's – I think he is one of the most overhyped guys in the league. Um, I, I, I don't know. I've, I've, I haven't seen anything from him that makes me think, oh, wow, like, you know, this could be pretty good. Um, but it's Tyreek Hill. Yeah. It's Tyreek Hill. It's, that's hard – that's hard. Um, Do you want to go to John first? Is John? Yeah, John, what you got? Yeah, I absolutely hate Tua. I think he's garbage. <laughs> Agreed. Um, you know, I think Miami. Miami, what? I was just saying, our friend Johnny, don't don't show this podcast. Him, I, or, or my buddy Ian. I'm thinking about John. <laughs> um, but – I'm keeping Tyree Kill, believe it or not. And here's why. That Miami offense t- minus Tua is legit. They have a great O-line and they have great weapons. And I think that coach they hired is a great offensive coach. I think he's going to put Tua in a position to succeed. And what I'd also say is if this ain't it for Tua, he is just not good. And there's no argument. They've he's in a great situation. And I think you're going to see – a lot of screen passes and short passes to Tyree Kill. Me saw him being PPR. I rate that obviously higher because that's catches. But even still, I think you're really going to see Tyree Kill's yards after the catch ability on this team more than Kansas City. Um, and I love the potential of that. I also think he's just pretty reliable. I am – I'm going to tr- – I'm gonna, I'm gonna trade, uh, CD Lamb because of usage. I'm looking at, he's the guy there. Dak is not bad. I think he's overrated as hell. I think he is the same as Kirk Cousins, but his name means more, has more weight. You can check the stats if you don't believe me. There, same exact thing. But, <laughs> um. I think C.D. Lamb, the guys around him aren't as good versus Mike Evans. You got Chris Godwin, Russell Gage, Julio Jones, Cameron Bray. Is O.J. Howard still there? I think he is. uh, Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Kyle Rudolph Rudolph now. Tom Brady is never the guy to – Tom Brady is a guy who he usually picks (laughs) the matchups, right? He'll be like – you know, there will be a game where he's like, Mike Evans is being covered by who? And then, yeah, Evans will have 10 catches, 131 yards, two touchdowns. But he'll, there'll also be a game where it's like Chris Godwin's being covered by a linebacker. Why is this happening? And Chris Godwin will go off, and Evans will have two catches. Mm-hmm. C.D. Lamb, I think, is consistently going to get a ton of targets every single game. Um, so I'm trading C.D., cutting Evans, and starting or keeping Terry Kill. I think, I think I'm going to keep C.D. Lamb. Okay. I'm gonna trade. I'm gonna trade Tyree Kill because of his name value, and then I'm gonna cut Mike Evans. Um, like you said, CD Lamb 
is the guy in that offense, and he's young. Like I, in, terms receivers, in, term, in terms of receivers, he's young. And I, I do agree um, that uh, Dak is very overrated. I, everyone go, goes Google Gaga over Dak, and I don't, I don't understand why. I've never understood yeah, why. It's not great. But, but, yeah. but. Garbage, garbage time king. That's exactly. <laughs> I mean, he's the same as Kirk Cousins. He's just on the Cowboys. He picks so up loves yards. He picks up yards. He, he throws a lot, and he picks up yards. And he's going to his best receiver. And so while he may, he's never going to lead Dallas to any type of playoff success. Like he's never going to, he's not good enough. He's never going to, but in terms of fantasy, in terms of fantasy, he's, he's going to get it done for, for CD lamb. See, I think CD lamb is going to be a really, really good pick at his value this year. So I'm going to keep him. And then, Tyreek Hill, his name means a lot. So he might be a guy, you know, I don't think, I really don't see him having a, an amazing year. I mean, he might, but um, he's definitely a guy who at the start of the year, you could be like, yo, I have Tyreek Hill. Like, like take him from me. And you're going to get more value than you would out of CeeDee Lamb or Mike Evans. So. Yeah, those are good points. I think uh, for me, I think I'm going to keep Tyreek Hill because he's Tyreek Hill, and I, I know he's not – exactly. <laughs> he's he's that You come for the hard-hitting analysis here, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I, he's obviously not with Patrick Mahomes anymore, but you saw last year – Patrick Mahomes is so good at getting it downfield, but last year the defense is keyed in on that, and so Tyreek Hill had to kind of become this possession guy, this short route – get him in the space and he can do it what, what he wants with it. And the, I agree with, with what you guys have said about Tua. He, I don't think he's very good, but what he's shown so far is he's accurate. He can get the ball to where well, inside 10 yards. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> That's like the max his arm strength goes, honestly. Right. And I think Tyree kill, he he's obviously a great deep threat. He's not going to get as many of those uh, deep, deep bombs as he did the past years he's been with Patrick Mahomes, but that you're not, you're not drafting him to be that guy anymore. Where, where he's going right now, I think he's a good enough value where you can get him and he's, he's going to do what he does, be Tyree kill. And I think next, honestly, I think I'm going to trade Mike Evans and cut CD lamb because I, I agree. CD lamb is clearly the guy there, but it seems like Dak isn't the guy to just go at one guy. It seems like he likes to spread it around even last year. Like I, like I'm talking about with Dalton Schultz, dude, I, I had Amari Cooper last year and it was so annoying. It was like, Oh my God, Dalton Schultz, throw to CD Lamb, throw to Cedric Wilson, whoever's there. So, and I, I I'm a big Mike Evans fan. You know, I think he hasn't had under a thousand yards in his career, I think he's one of the sit and obviously, you know, things happen, but I think he's one of the safest uh, wide receivers that you can draft this year. And I think Tom Brady loves him. The Bucks love him. Love, the Bucks love him. And he's, he's always that guy that you need. If you need a touchdown down in, in, in the red zone, he's that guy you're going to go to. So I'm going to trade Mike Evans and cut CD lamb. So 
think we all had different ones there. So. All different. Yeah, we did. Uh, you know, it was a good one. That's good stuff. Another good one from Nate. I'm going to do a quick story and then wrap it up. This is a to a slander story here. Nice. Last year, I went to week one uh, of the Patriots. And I'm up high. I'm in the grandstands, right? So get a good view of the field. That's actually where I like it. I don't like to be like front row or anything. So, you know, Devontae Parker's on the team and, you know, deep ball, right? Devontae Parker's going for it. And Tua has to throw it like across his body. Devontae Parker literally stops mid-route because off the hand, you knew this ball was so bad. Usually when it goes out of bounds, someone can catch it, right? No one could catch this. It was so far out of bounds that it went like past the benches, like over the benches. It was one of the worst balls I have seen. So, like, that's why when I talk about two his arm strength, like, he could, like, get it, like, the distance. It's just the accuracy on the deep ball just is not there. So, my whole thing with the Tyreek Hill is basically just he's probably going to be doing a lot of short stuff, lost screens. Um, exactly. And the enticing thing is you don't know who the screen's going to because you also have Waddle on the other side. So, um, you know, or even halfback screens because the uh, the O line is very, very good. Um, Much improved. Yeah. You want more Dolphins talk? I'm going to have my friend Ian, who is a Dolphins fan, and we're going to compare Pat's Dolphins because I think Patriots and Dolphins is like who's going to be better. So that's going to be hopefully some good debate. You know, hopefully it doesn't get too hostile. And then, uh. I said, uh, I don't know what I said on last pod, but I'm planning to do weekly recaps of the Pats games, just like 30 minutes or something. He's going to come on after week one, Pats Dolphins. So that will also, one of us will be butthurt by the result. Um, That'll be fun. But so that's, appreciate you guys coming on. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Talk. Absolutely. I, I like that we didn't agree on everything. So that was, that made for entertaining discussions. Um, definitely want oh, we you guys on. We didn't agree on much. We didn't agree on much. No, yeah. no Ty, Ty kind of got attacked at some points. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. It usually goes, <laughs> but you know, it's all in good fun. So, uh, appreciate yeah. you guys coming on. Definitely have you on in the future. Uh, we'll have to yeah, think yeah. of something. Um, appreciate everyone for listening. Uh, you want to follow some socials, DITR underscore podcast on Instagram even TikTok. I put, I put the video uh, podcast on YouTube. You can just look it up. Um, once the Instagram gets to hundred followers, going to do a Jersey giveaway. So you want to be following for that. Uh, that's about all I got. I'm going to be putting a lot more content on any closing thoughts, guys. Thank you. Word. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having us. I had a lot of fun. Uh, def- definitely down to do it uh, again, whenever. Oh, definitely going to have you guys back on. It was a good good time, good talks. So, all right. Thanks for listening, everyone, and stay tuned for the next one. See ya.